Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 151 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today, we're speaking with Adno Mesfin. Adno Mesfin initially began his working career in the private sector. He then changed direction and moved into the not-for-profit sector. He has extensive experience of over 17 years in the development sector, specifically in fundraising and project management. He spent the early years of his career in the UK and now lives and works in Ethiopia. He is the project manager of the Social Enterprise World Forum of 2019 at the British Council. On today's podcast, we'll discuss Adno's views on the current state of the social enterprise sector in Ethiopia. We'll get Adno's insights and perspective on social innovation, and we'll hear where Adno believes there are strong opportunities for organisations and governments to create positive social change. So, Adno, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Tom. Pleasure to be here. Oh, it's it's great to have you on. It's a really exciting time for the work that you're doing over in Ethiopia at the moment. So, to get things started, could you please share a little bit about your background and what led you to working in the social enterprise space? Well, I started my work career in finance, uh, in the private sector. And at one point when I was uh, made redundant, I decided to move to the not-for-profit sector. Yep. And I've been working in uh, the sector for the past 17 years or so. And um, I was working in the United Kingdom and moved to Ethiopia about 10 years ago. And I continued working in you know the development uh, sector and, and I was working with the British Council also on the intercultural sector. And uh, I also ran my own business uh, some years ago uh, in, in Ethiopia for about three or four years. And I'm not really a natural business person. You know, I'm not a, a very good capitalist, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and then I heard about the social enterprise uh, sector and... Uh, when came back to the British Council to have the Social Enterprise World Forum program, it, it was like a life-changing realization that you can do business with ethics. You know, you can do business mm. for common good. So it was not all about just accumulating money, but actually providing a service that was worthwhile, you know, supporting the community. So I became an ardent, ardent, passionate supporter of uh, social enterprise through that. Wonderful. Well, you're certainly creating a lot of momentum in the space at the moment, Adno. I mean, you're, you're currently one of the key project managers of this year's Social Enterprise World Forum, which will be held in Addis Ababa in Ethiopia in October. So what are you most looking forward to about the forum? And, and for those who are considering going, what can they expect? I think what we're offering is not just the Social Enterprise World Forum 
you know, not just the forum itself. What we're offering is a unique experience. Ethiopia, it's the first time that the forum is coming to an emerging market economy. Mm. And, 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 you know, and then the forum itself, you know, uh, the usual networking, learning, partnership opportunities are there, but in a different context, you know. So Ethiopia has a, you know, a unique history. Um, and so there are so many things um, in terms of the social enterprise sector um, to, to see within the Ethiopian context, which has gone back, you know, a long time. Our strapline for this uh, year's forum is local traditions, fresh perspectives. The reason we use the word traditions is because Ethiopia has a long history of social enterprise, you know, engagement, mm. not under the label of social enterprise, but, live, you know, social enterprise is about living and supporting the community, living that way, you know. And so Ethiopia has traditions too, 3,000-year-old traditions, like a thing called Ekub and Idda, which really work on the same principle of social enterprise. So it's trying to showcase these different, you know, social enterprise <clears throat> ways of living that Ethiopia has enjoyed for the past, you know, two, 3,000 years. Mm. So that's, that's uh, fantastic. And, and also, um, Ethiopia also offers... I think it's 11 World Heritage Sites, you know, across the country. So we're tr going to try and do some study tours to these World Heritage Sites and also, uh, you know, viewing um, social enterprises around that, you know, around those uh, different locations. Mm. Such a rich cultural history in Ethiopia, I don't know. So it's really exciting to, to consider that the forum's heading there this year. So for the social entrepreneurs who are going to travel from around the world to attend the World Forum, what are some of the unique places or organisations or things that you would recommend for them to see or visit? Do you mean from the social enterprise angle or from the touristic historical well, angle well let's let's start from a social enterprise angle but i'd love to hear of uh, perhaps some of the wider tourism yes. uh, perspectives as well well we have um, you know a number of different um, social enterprises very vibrant social enterprises you know i think Tabata ambulance uh, is a really interesting uh, ambulance service it's the first private ambulance uh, service in ethiopia and they take anyone who needs um, medical attention you know, to a hospital, and they will only charge people who can afford to pay it. You know, mm. if you arrive, you're ill, and you arrive at a hospital, and uh, um, you don't have enough money or don't have any money to pay for the ambulance service, then they're happy to just you know um, drop you at the hospital to be treated. So. They're good. There's another fantastic one who works on uh, um, Moringa. Yeah, Moringa, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's one of these superfoods in Ethiopia, a part of the southern part of Ethiopia. It grows naturally. And so the organization is trying to really cultivate it and export it uh, and also sell it around uh, Ethiopia because it's it's like a multivitamin, a natural multivitamin multi-mineral, you know, um, leaf. So mm -hmm. then that's another wonderful. And then there's a, a really fantastic partner of ours, 
Bethlehem uh, is her name. She's 19 years old. In fact, she just turned 20. And she's dynamic. You know, she started life uh, as a coder. Um, she was working with government security services when she was 10 years old, 10 to 12. She worked there. And now, at 16, uh, she had this realization that she needed to go back to the community to support other girls. So she's by now helped uh, 20,000 girls learn coding in Ethiopia. So wow. you know, she's absolutely brilliant. Um, so there's some really, really fantastic, vibrant uh, social entrepreneurs uh, to see and to meet and, and to learn from. Um, so it's fantastic, really. Absolutely. So what do you believe then other nations can learn from Ethiopia's unique approach to social enterprise? I think it's in some ways it's going back and, and going forward. Um, in a way, how, what our strap line says, local traditions, fresh perspectives. Mm. You know, I, I said to you that there's an ancient institution called Idr. Um, Idr is where when somebody dies in Ethiopia, we have a mourning period of normally 7 to 14 days. And at that time, you know, people um, sit on a wake. It's expensive. Yep. You, you know, the family would have lost somebody, obviously, significant. Uh, and so the rest of the community rally around. Um, what they do is, on a monthly basis, people you know, put money down. It could be a small amount, of, but it would be like maybe now, at least maybe 100. Um, it's organized you know, in different um, localities. Mm. And so maybe 100 uh, members will put five per, um, per month. And so one person has a loss. The others come. They provide um, uh, furniture, you know, them seats, cooking pots. They also help cook. They help serve. They help with the funeral arrangements. All, all that, you know. So that's an age-old tradition. Mm. What uh, one of our um, partners does is they have started branching out onto the enterprise sector. So they started with opening a small like convenience store. And then now, uh, we went to visit them uh, some two or three months ago. They owned a butchery, they owned a restaurant, and they now have opened a school where 75% of the community go for free and 25% pay to go there. Wow. So it's just get, you know injecting a, mo a modern sort of perspective, um, an entrepreneurship perspective to old traditions. Wow. It's a, it's a really interesting example there, Adonai. Thanks for sharing that. Mm. So what do you think have been some of the key factors then that have helped develop the social enterprise movement in Ethiopia? Okay. Um, I think really now more and more um, different uh, incubators, uh, in fact, you know, investors are coming, accelerators are in, in town now. Uh, the British Council also has a program which is about three to four years old now, but other parties like Reach for Change have also been working in that space even longer than us. So social, the social enterprise really movement, even from the, from the international angle, is getting more attention. Um, the African Union are beginning to look at it too. So more and more, um, as, as people do, there, there's 
a wave uh, thing, and not only just in Ethiopia, but also around Africa, an awareness of what social enterprise is and how it can address eradication of poverty, inclusive economic growth. So it's getting more and more focus. Um, and we're trying to hopefully ignite more attention on Ethiopia and uh, the African uh, social enterprise space and trying and really notch it up one step. And we also hope that the African, African Union who are uh, becoming a partner with us will also promote it amongst their member states. Mm. Um, so, and, uh, and we feel that um, the Ethiopian government is also a partner and their focus is, is increasing on this space. That's fantastic. So in observing and working with a range of different social entrepreneurs, Adno, what do you believe are some of the fundamental ingredients of successful social entrepreneurs? You know, um, there's never a uniform um, uh, definition for social enterprise, mm. but we in Ethiopia categorize it by criteria. The first criteria is that they have a core social mission to address or environmental uh, mission uh, to address at the heart of their uh, organization. The second is that they reinvest any of their surplus into the community or into uh, you know, the, the business itself. Yeah. They don't actually just accumulate the funds, you know, it, it's sitting uh, somewhere uh, making money for them and, and not really contributing. The third item is that we ask or we, we view them and ensure that no more than 75% of their income comes from grant. Mm. The reason that is, you know, the reason it's so high is that often these enterprises start with startup support from, uh, you know, through grants or some other um, input. And so we're aware that most social entrepreneurs have difficulty financing, you know, finding financing easily. So um, that's the third criteria. And then the final criteria is that they're an enterprise. And that is the wealth of, 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 of the whole um, social enterprise uh, sector, that it becomes sustainable. If you're an enterprise, if you're making money on addressing these problems, then you're much more sustainable. You know, the old uh, argument of trade versus aid really comes to life in social enterprise uh, in social, in the social enterprise sector. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you believe then are some of the most common reasons that social enterprises might fail? Is it due to perhaps, as you pointed out, a lack of focus on the business elements? Or what would you say? Yeah, you've touched the, the, uh, you know, the main the key uh, button, which is really a lack of uh, focus or a lack of skills in terms of the entrepreneurial side. They have a passion about what they want to address. But they often don't have the skills to manage the finances uh, sufficiently. I went to visit a social enterprise uh, some month, a couple months or so ago, and they were saying that most of their members are uneducated, so they're not good with working on the finances, and they have trouble with the government, you know, in terms of their tax, uh, mm. you know, uh, paying their taxes and uh, submitting their tax uh, forms, etc. So there's a key skills gap, I think, in uh, the 
in the sector because um, it attracts so many people who want to do good and who want to work ethically, but haven't really reviewed their skills and ability to be able to run an enterprise, enterprise you know, successfully. Yeah. So it's, I think that's that's where the problem is. The second problem is that financing is very difficult to get because often they don't have much collateral or you know funds, um, and so it's harder to get financing for social entrepreneurs. Mm, yeah, very, very common problems around mm. the globe, it sounds like. So yeah. just, you've already explained uh, about you know the ambulance company and a few other really inspiring initiatives there. But I was just wondering if you had come across any other organisations from Ethiopia which you believe are creating any fantastic positive social change. Okay, I mean, moving from sector to sector, there's a... Uh, a wonderful, um, small but wonderful restaurant, and uh, it's it's not the only one. There's more in uh, Addis Ababa, which are social entrepreneurs. They take staff from the streets, uh, often young girls who've come from the rural areas who've either fallen into prostitution or, you know, being um, working in maids, but really in, a, in an abusive environment. Mm. They take them, they train them to cook. And serve, and then uh, they release them. Uh, you know, so they get other jobs outside of their, you know, outside of the restaurant itself. And they use much of their surplus really to reinvest in trying to support these uh, girls, women, to really change their life for the better. So that's another, you know, it's another sector and another really. Um, Wonderful um, and inspiring uh, story, really, a narrative to, to tell. Absolutely. Sounds like a great restaurant. So to finish things off then, Adno, are there any particular books, resources, like websites or podcasts or other, uh, other things which you would recommend to our audience? Well, obviously, I would first recommend that they come and visit our website, which is www.scwf2 online.org um, so they'll be able to see uh, our program and also um, some interesting um, uh, related videos and uh, information mm -hmm. the British Council itself has a huge resource uh, a web resource uh, which I would also recommend British Council Ethiopia but also British Council globally has a social enterprise uh, website which I would recommend people visit but also other, other partners, you know, um, Reach for Change, um, Skoll, some of our own partners in Ethiopia too are um, great to look at. And you'll, you'll see them featured on the, often on the British Council Ethiopia page. So I would recommend uh, that, you know, people visit that. But also the SCWF online page would, would open you up to seeing previous social enterprise world forums, what they've focuses were, you know, what they featured. Uh, and so that's another great resource. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Impact Boom is another one that they're obviously visiting and should visit because, of, you know, you're providing up-to-date uh, news. And, you know, as a media partner of the Social Enterprise World Forum, you also be key in terms of passing information on to people who are interested that's fantastic. Well, thanks for all those resources, Adam. I'll stick links to them at the bottom of the article. And 
I'd like to say a sincere Great. thank you to you and, and to the wider team who've been organising what's uh, sure to be an amazing forum this year in, in October in Addis Ababa. And so we wish you the absolute best of luck as you work forward with the planning. We'll certainly put a, a bit of a spotlight on the Ethiopian social enterprise sector as we move towards that date and look forward to seeing you there in person. Well, great. Thank you so much, Tom. And you want to welcome everyone over to Addis come and really sample social enterprise and also the unique tradition culture of Ethiopia um, as one of the oldest countries uh, in the world. Um, please come and join us in October um, in Addis. Wonderful. Okay, we'll see you then, Adno. Catch up soon. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.